Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. We're coming to you on this... September 5th. September 5th. 19, Labor Day. 1905. 2016 and we've got so some... Did you, do any, did you do anything on Labor Day? I did my second, third job, whatever it is. I did that and then come home. I had a great... Let me talk about something that that is rare in uh, Batesville, Arkansas. We had a food truck pop up here in the past month named um, Mobile Dog. And it's uh, like gourmet hot dogs and stuff like that. Man, it was good. It was real good. I had a, uh, a loaded chili cheese uh, dog. And uh, Logan just had the regular hot dog. He loved it. And, uh, man, mine was great. And I'm, I'm, we've got two of these now. Um, there is a the mobile dog I spoke about. And then Paddy Wagon, which is a place I got the best tamales I've ever eaten in my life. And I'm, I test a Mexican restaurant by their tamales. And, man, the, this was great. Absolutely great. I can't recommend it enough. That's awesome. You know, you know coming up here on September 24th, if you uh, make the trip up to the Little Rock area... We're actually having the annual food truck festival, and this year we're going to have 52 food trucks there. Yeah, and this this is why I think that's great. Like, um, you know, it's not a big deal for a food truck, but in Batesville, Arkansas, we don't have, we're not a big city that has people driving around serving great food. Uh, this is this is a good place to try, and, you know, if you're in the Batesville area, please try them out. Uh, yeah, and I'd love to uh, hey. come up to Little Rock. Oh, man, I, I'm hoping you're able to make the trip up here. But on a random note that just popped into my head. F-sharp. I was, going, I was going through our SoundCloud and looking at our analytics. Now, you would believe both of us are Batesful, born and raised, basically. You would think most of our listeners, that's where most of our family and friends, that's where they would be. It is not our number one lis- listened city. And if you're listening in this number one city, I want you to follow us on Twitter because I want to know how you found us. Do you know what our number one listened city is, according I'm to SoundCloud Analytics? Let's hear it. Miami, Florida. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm blown away. I was going through this. I was like, Miami, Florida? Well, see, I really? thought you were going to say, because uh, Will Smith taught me it was West Philonomia I was born and raised. On the playground uh, is where I spent most of my days. That, that, that's funny. That's funny. No, Miami, Florida. So uh, if you're in Miami and you actually listen to this, that's awesome. Hit us on Twitter because I want to know how you found us. And uh, thanks for spreading the word. They uh, they had like six more listens a week than even our hometown. So that was that's awesome. Totally appreciated and we love that. And let's see. We have a little news this week. But why not start at the beginning? A story from my basic training. So uh, my squadron was, we had just came back from our fifth week of training. And at that point in time, that was uh, like field training, exercises, all that good stuff. And when you return from that, you get in the Air Force what they call an airman's coin. So up till that point, you're a trainee. Well, when you come back, everybody has to refer to you as an airman, and it, it's a big deal. So we're walking around. We're, we're on a, a day pass. We have to stay on, on base, but we can you know, go and have a snack or do whatever, which is amazing for somebody in basic training. There was a particular squadron where if you get injured or you get sick, majorly sick or majorly injured— you get transferred to this squadron. It gets a bad rep for being the squadron of the, the sick and the damned. You know, no. You, once you go there, you're never coming back. Squadron of the and, Damned, starring uh, Christopher Reeve. Was that yeah, his yeah, last th- movie? This was a. Uh, this was kind of like that, and uh, they they had a break area that had was known for having all the best snacks, vending machines, stuff like that. So we we're like, hey, let, let's go hit that up. Well, uh, we, we had to go in groups of four, so there's four of us going together. Uh, my, fr- my wingman and I go in, we get our snacks, we're stepping out. We step out and let the other two in to go get their stuff. And there's a kid sitting in there, and he's got a busted leg. He's talking to, I believe the guy's name was Rock. Hey, trainee Rock, do you have a quarter? And he's like, hey, it's Airman Rock to you. 
and he breaks out his coin and he shows this kid. And he's like, maybe something you'll never get. And he's really like down talking this kid. Well, what he doesn't see is uh, a TI, which is our training instructors, which they will smoke you in a heartbeat, steps up right outside the break area. And he's listening to all this. Well, Rock's just busting jokes on him left and right. And he steps out and bam, there's that TI. He's like, Airman Rock, you think you're a funny guy. You got lots of jokes. You know what? My squadron's getting ready for chow right now. Why don't you come over here and tell us all jokes? He goes, I need something to entertain them while they go in. He makes him march over and stand in front of his squadron and become what he calls a laughing sprinkler. And uh, he makes him do the sprinkler dance. The back and forth motion, and the whole time this group of like 90 some odd people is going to chow, he has to stand in front of them and go, ha 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 ha. He, he does that for about five minutes while the rest of us stand back and are quite entertained by this. It was, um, that story makes me laugh every time. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a funny story, if it was your delivery. <laughs> Mind me, my delivery's horrible. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. You I wanted a it. funny story. I delivered a funny story. That's all I was going for. Whether whether you find it or funny or not, maybe maybe they'll let me know here, there, have you, whatever. But you asked for a story. I gave you one off the top of my head, and uh, now 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 I'll pass it back to you and and, and see what you got. Well, I ain't got nothing other than uh, Arkansas won their first game of the season, which pulled it out of their butt. Giving me a heart attack on day one. The SEC did not look pretty this year on game day. It it just didn't. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into some comics, movies, news, you know, the stuff that we're supposed to talk about on this show. Or at least that's what we advertise. <laughs> hey, buddy, we make the rules. That's right. Uh, well, we got some good news on the... Uh, you know who John Favreau is, of course. He just had a uh, great big uh, movie go off, and uh, he did quite well with The Jungle Book. Oh, man. I love Favreau. Seriously, one of my favorite directors, even from back in his very... Like back in the day with Swingers, with Vince Vaughn, great movie by the way. Yeah, I seen he's coming back, right, to the Marvel Cinematic. He's going to reprise his role of Happy Hogan in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Not only is he coming back, he's coming back to a Sony movie. Oh, it's going to be awesome, dude. Favreau can Favreau hasn't done any wrong, therefore Favreau cannot do wrong right now. So I, I love his character, uh, Iron Man. <laughs> Is it Iron Man 2? That is one of the funniest parts is where uh, he's fighting Black Widow. (laughs) He doesn't know her identity yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They're doing the kickboxing. Yeah. Yes. I thought the best part where he's beating up the one guy and she's like taking on the 15 and he's like, I got him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He finally knocks out that one guy and looks at and there's just a trail of bodies. Where she's been just mowing through them. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy to see him back, um, especially uh, bantering with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Because of anybody in the movies, Happy's the one that uh, can take him on. Oh yeah, yeah, he loves to play off Tony Stark. They do well on screen together. They act well together. I, I'm excited for him coming back for this movie, Spider-Man: Homecoming. is going to be pretty high on my to see list and. I would love to see if uh, I could ever get like previewing tickets or whatever to be able to see a show before it's out officially. I know they do viewings around here. I just need to find out who to contact to get to see one of those movies. That would be awesome. Yes, and uh, in more recent news, uh, did you watch Stranger Things? Of course. Well, uh, I believe I, amazing, amazing movie. Or. TV series, excuse me. Well, we've already got news that we are getting season two, and it yes. in the trailer it shows the names of uh, each of the episodes, including uh, things like Mad Max, The Cabin, 
uh, and several other just little hints about what what's coming up in season two. And I'm really excited about this. The Stranger Things was a huge success for Netflix. Everybody that's been seen it has been talking about it. This reminds me of so many 80s movies and and stuff from my childhood that I, I, I just give me more, please. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the writing, the direction of that, the the acting of those kids is phenomenal. I seen them all interacting together on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I guess it, that is the Tonight Show now, and they were just talking about how what a great time they had doing it, and they were kind of poking fun at the kiss scene at the end and I, i'm ready to see where this is going i i want to know do you think we'll we, we can jump into some speculation do you think we'll get c11 um well i don't i don't know that they've said if it was going to be an anthology or it's going to be a continuing story i, I would be fine with either I really would like well, to see more of the, well, the characters well, we thought, already saw I, I thought they had already stated that their goal was anthology, but season two would be a continuation story of season one. I did not see that. I, I had read that a few episodes ago, and I thought I'd posted it, but I may not have. But that that was my understanding that the Duffer brothers had said that, uh, you know, their their goal is anthology, but season one hit so hard and was so amazing that they, they would like to give a continuation story in season two now who knows that could be totally wrong and we may get a totally different story but i I really hope we get just a continuation i I just need to know what significance did it have of the thing in the sink that he spit up and you know the the flash to the upside down and the flash instantly back while he was in the bathroom you know like what all that meant yes bunch of unanswered questions that uh, would definitely behoove a a second season of that show um me being a toy guy i wanted to throw this in here we got a preview of all the new toys for star wars rogue one and included in this are several things that you know just aren't toys there's like full-size stormtrooper helmets and remote control ad-ats and Oh, I love it. It's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah, of course. They... I, I really want to pick up some of these toys. Like, I know uh, the, the Air Hogs toys, the Vader, TIE Fighter, and the Drone Millennium Falcon. It is just awesome. Uh, like, I've seen good reviews on those. So, they're really putting forth a lot of effort into these this toy line. And the Rogue One one doesn't seem to disappoint as well. Yeah, and here's what I wanted to talk about. They have... Uh, a Black Series Stormtrooper helmet for $80. Now, high-end replica Stormtrooper helmets cost you like two, $300. This one looks pretty damn close. For 80 bucks. that may have to spring for that. And they also have a uh, Death Trooper helmet. It's going to be an exclusive to Disney stores uh, for $27. Now, it's only the half helmet, so... But, I mean, I'm not big into cosplay, but I have, I have like, a clone trooper helmet whenever they brought those out in Walmart that's a full helmet and is amazing. Um, and I, have you I, ever I, wore it? I have wore it. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? My <laughs> son, my son gets it down all the time. That's awesome. Um, so, so it'll fit on your head? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It'll fit on an adult. All right, cool. And this article also talks about, um, you know, the three and a quarter inch line, vehicles for it characters coming out pop finals for uh the series the black series lego ships a new lego death star nerf guns and that kind of thing big figures so i mean there'll be a lot of merchandise it's a star wars movie of course there will be and even they even mentioned some of the japanese sh figure arts uh which are highly detailed action figures uh coming out for the line so uh, i'll be excited to uh, uh get my hands on some of that oh absolutely and once again, I'm going to take this opportunity because you brought up the pop figures. I'm going to tell people, if you have a local Hastings, go and do your digging now. I went and dug again this time, and I was able to find an entire run of Doctor Strange. I had never read, 
and I still haven't read. And I was able, their comics are now uh, 60 to 70 percent off. Well, let me break in here today only, I believe, because uh, I visited my local Hastings store. Um, comics and trade paperbacks were 60% off plus an additional 20% off for Labor Day. So they were 80% off. Oh, I, I honestly may know where I be, I, I'll be going after this recording. <laughs> I, I can't help myself, man. It, it's it's brand new comics for, for up to 80% off. That That's pretty amazing. And I know it's been picked through, but if you're listening to this, Go and check it out before it's gone for good because they really don't know what they have. And if you're a collector, you might find some real gems in there. Um, And moving on, we have... Now, have you ever seen... This is not Have You Seen It. (laughs) Have you ever seen Killjoys or Dark Matter? I have not. Okay, well, these are two uh, sci-fi channel shows that are uh, people are really like these uh, and of course it's sci-fi and mystery these two series have both got a second season now that's not uh, like I said I haven't watched them but I know those are big in the community so that's that's good news for all all fans of uh, sci-fi and stuff yeah and you know I, I'm a bad when it, when it comes to watching stuff if something doesn't make it out of a first season and I don't I might not watch it, but the moment it gets a second season, it at least got a good enough audience to require uh, a second season. Then, then maybe that'll give me incentive to go back and watch the first. You know, um, it's not like Firefly that got one season and had this huge following, and then an uprising of monumental proportions occurred of just give us more, and they never did. There's a lot of series out there that only get one season and then they just are gone. And you never really hear about them because really they're, they're not that great. So when something gets renewed, it's always an opportunity to be like, well, hey, that got renewed. So uh, when that hits Netflix or Amazon Prime, I'll, I'll give it a try. Absolutely. We have uh, news on a Netflix show. Uh, Iron Fist came out with some set photos of Danny Rand with a gunshot wound. Uh, I mean, these are just pictures, but that gives a little more hint of what's going on in the series. Uh, still hadn't got, still isn't clean shaven, or still don't see a uniform yet. So Arr, I'm waiting. Well, you know, we might not. Uh, I'd seen on. Oh, once again, I was watching Geeking Out, the uh, Kevin Smith TV series, and uh, they had the creator of the Iron Fist. Uh, TV series on there and they were asking you know they said hey one question we can ask you one question and they're like he's like what and they're like do we get to see the full suit with the bandana headpiece and he's like I'm not telling you that (laughs) he's like you're gonna have to watch the show to find that out When, when somebody gives an answer like that we all know more than likely we're gonna get to see the suit it's when is it going to be the last episode, you know, the last half hour of the episode, he's going to start sporting it? Or, I mean, th- that's what makes these shows so intriguing is we more than likely know the end result. It's just when do we get to see that end result come to fruition? And when do we get to see Danny Rand put it on? It'll be awesome. I'm excited for the Iron Fist series. But re- really because... Luke Cage is right around the corner, and I mean right around the corner. Oh yeah, uh, and we're just we're just sitting on go, waiting for uh, Luke Cage to to just drop on us at the end of the month. Yes. Also, we got some uh, a new TV spot for DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and in the TV spot are glimpses of Star Girl and Reverse Flash. Now, uh, this is the first we've seen of Star Girl, or or even heard it mentioned being in the show but of course now reverse flash is going to be part of the legion of doom but we did get some new footage with him in it in legends of tomorrow um now refresh me are you even interested in legends of tomorrow i'm interested it's just finding the time because i mean i can't just jump into legends of tomorrow without having watched any of arrow or any of flash can i no, Legends of Tomorrow, you actually could. I mean, the, like Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, 
whatever. Uh, that kind of that other stuff doesn't mix too well with if you just jump in. But now Legends of Tomorrow, by its very definition, I mean the first episode just takes you, uh, gives an origin for everybody real quick, and then you're in, you're you're in the ship, you're traveling through time. Um, pretty good. I mean, I'm it, gonna give it a try. I, I mean, I'm open to all this stuff. Uh, I really am, and I need. I keep saying it. I need to set aside the time to sit down and start watching it. It's just finding the time because uh, I get so distracted by other stuff. Right now, I'm distracted by actual comics. I'm trying to collect. I'm distracted by you know. Uh, I'm having a really busy work schedule lately, so. When, when I find the time, I promise these DC TV series will be caught up and viewed by me, and I, I will let you know on that day when it happens, because I, I, I'm not blowing them off because I'm going to blow them off forever. I'm just pushing them to the side, and they're, they're in the queue, man. They're in the queue. I'm just working my way to them. Well, Legends of Tomorrow wouldn't be my first go. Uh, it would be Flash... And then you could have fun with Legends of Tomorrow. There is part in the first season where it'll lose you. It almost lost me. And then the very next episode pulled me back in and brought the quality back up. But there is a point mid-season you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. See, that's the <coughs> way um, Arrow felt to me, honestly. I But I, I pushed through to season two, and I, now I've just hit one of those walls on season two. Not due to any of the writing or acting or anything. I just... You know how if you watch something so much by binge watching, you'll you'll eventually burn out. Well, I, I tried to binge watch way too much in too little time, and I, I burnt myself out. So I, I just have to take a break from that, and I will I will catch up there. Okay, and I've got some one more Marvel news. M- Marvel put out a promo picture of Gabriel Luna as Robbie Reyes the new Ghost Rider that's going to show up on S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. And looks pretty good. Um, now, I of course, this. the Robbie Reyes outfit has the classical uh, rectangle of Johnny Blaze's old uh, leather suit on there, which I thought was kind of cool for them to put in. Now, the promo work they've been showing with Ghost Rider is, is a flaming skull, which, I mean, classically, when you think of Ghost Rider, that, that's what you think of now. The new Ghost Rider is a little different. It's kind of a flaming helmet contraption-looking thing, but with a with a skull design. But um, I'm fine with it. And then plus they also put out a uh, vine of a car, the car escaping, and people yelling that was him. And then of course the the promo rolls over. You know, uh, Shield season four coming Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Central. Right, right. And, and I, I saw that. I, I'm. I know. I uh, pushed stuff to the side with DC. It's not just DC. Uh, I never got into Agents of Shield. I know I probably need to because I know there's tie-ins there for the movies. I know there's tie-ins there for. Winter Soldier, that when people went to see Winter Soldier, they kind of already had a feeling of what S.H.I.E.L.D. was really about and stuff like that. And I've, I'm totally oblivious to all that stuff because I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has got some pretty good, you know, fan stuff shoved in there. The first season, of course, is hamstrung by that first uh uh, tie into the Captain America, but after that, it it's pretty good. I mean, they're they're doing some stories. Uh, I find, I'm glad they got rid of the the Hydra story finally, and and are moving on from that. But I'm going to keep watching it. I mean, it's it's got me in. I like it. That's awesome. I I, I need to put it in the queue, man. I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, now the and, last. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The only thing I have was. The last story, the Power Rangers movie announced that there wouldn't be any original Power Ranger cameos in it. So, I mean, if you were a Power Rangers fan, which there are people out there that love the Power Rangers. I mean, heck, even at Toys R Us, they have legacy, like $80 collector's uh, Power Rangers toys. So somebody's buying them. Uh, oh, yeah. And they look nice enough. I've considered it, but that it's a little, it's a little pricey for me. Well, I mean, uh, they had, what, three... Of the original Power Rangers at the Little Rock Comic Con this year, and the line to meet and greet and get your picture taken with them was 
long. There were quite a few people in cosplay. Uh, one in particular, if you remember, that was quite auspicious there in that little Comic Con. So yeah, there, there's a there's a lot of fans of Power Rangers still. I just missed the Power Rangers age. By the time it came around, I, I was probably had other things on my mind other than coming in from school and watching a TV series. Yeah, I mean, if if they did a good adaptation of um, Common Rider, which I've I've enjoyed, I, I could do that. But Power Rangers, I mean, we had our Power Rangers. Uh, we had Voltron, which if you go back and look, Voltron is Power Rangers. There's no way around it. You could see exactly what they're doing in both, and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's true. But, Very uh, much so. I mean, there there was just something about that at that time that was great. And live-action Power Rangers jumping around just didn't really do it for me. But, hey, yeah. if that's your thing, then that's fine. And as we move on, that almost clears out the news that we have, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now, let me tell you something, and uh, I gave you a tidbit of this information the other day, but let me go ahead and tell you, because I pulled the trigger and purchased a comic for my collection that I've been looking for for a long time, and I believe, sir, I got a great deal on it. Hit me. Okay, um, I've been looking for Amazing Spider-Man 611, which is the first time Spider-Man and Deadpool meet. Those are two of my favorite characters. And I did not have them, that in my collection, but, uh, you know, I, I do most of my online shopping when I can't find stuff around my local comic stores around here. And not that I couldn't find it here, it's that I didn't want to pay the price. And I looked online, and for Amazing Spider-Man 611, the best I'd found was a 9.2 grade copy for uh, around $50. And I was like, man, that's a great grade, but can I just spend, you know, it, it would be one thing, it, it's not CGC graded, it was uh, another company that had graded it, and it didn't come in a hard case or anything, so I was just like, mm, I just don't know. Well, I, uh, I do what I, I do a lot of times, and I'll add stuff to my shopping cart. I'll add it to the shopping cart, and I'll let it sit there, and I'll stew over it for a few days. Well, I get an email, and it says, an item in your shopping cart has changed price. And I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. I look at it. It's been dropped down to $35. And I was like, huh, that's pretty good. All right. So uh, I believe I was talking to you on the phone. I had mentioned this, that uh, – Bef right before or right after our conversation, I got another email, and it had changed price down to $30. And I was like, nice. they are really wanting to move this. So I had to finish some errands, and by the time I get home, got home and was able to hop on the computer and order it, I had already received another email, and I was able to get Amazing Spider-Man 611 9.2 grade for $20, my friend. So when I ordered it, I just went ahead and threw in a nice hard case for it. And that's going on my wall. I got the email earlier today that it obviously due to the holiday, it hasn't shipped, but it is prepared for shipping. And I'm pretty excited that I get to add Spider-Man 611 to my collection. I'm proud that I was able to find it in such a good grade for a great price. That's awesome. Um, I did pick up a couple of comics today. I did mention I went to Hastings. Um, I had right. gotten uh, a trade paperback of uh, Exiles for like a dollar because it was the 80% off. And nice. I also got uh, my son a hardback collection of the new Nova comic, which uh, is the Nova that's featured on Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, the cartoon right. series. Now, I have not read through those yet, and I have yet to present him with that, but uh, that's what I oh, got today. Oh, he's going to be excited. Now, in comics, I did want to mention, I talked about a story last week about issues with uh, the Avengers, Spider-Man, and this Kulin Goth uh, guy from Conan. Um, I, I missed a couple of points I wanted to talk about, if, if, if you'll bear with me. Now, Dude, go ahead. I, let me just say that... Um, 
I, I don't know if it's normal or not, but I, I listen to our episodes. That way, when I hear the quality and I hear the way we, you know, bounce all ideas off each other and how it sounds, last week's episode was seriously one of my favorite to record. And your story was seriously the highlight of that episode. And the more you have, the better, man. Hit, hit me with what you got this week. Well, we'll, do, we'll just pick this up as part two. Now, um, in, in the X-Men issues I, I discussed, uh, Doctor Strange had used Ileana Rasputin's uh, ability to move them into an alternate timeline. But... Uh, there are consequences from this, and one of my favorite X-Men bad guys of all time, it isn't Apocalypse, it isn't Magneto, it isn't Toad or anything like that. Have you ever heard of the Sentinel, Nimrod? Oh yeah. Nimrod's awesome. Alright, well, uh, this story actually causes the first appearance of Nimrod, because uh, when Doctor Strange... Uh, changes the past by moving them to an... Well, he moves it to an alternate reality, and the reason it's an re alternate reality is because whenever um, this uh, uh, thief was about to murder the guy that found Kulingoth's necklace, Nimrod appears in the timeline. He was, he was the sentinel that was chasing the phoenix who appeared in the 616 timeline, the, the Rachel Summers phoenix, who crossed over from the Days of Future Past timeline. We will get to that at some other point in time. And uh, originally, he didn't successfully follow her through. Now, because of Doctor Strange and Ileana's meddling in, in, the, in the timeline, he was pulled into the correct timeline, and that's where Nimrod makes his first appearance. Nice. And Now, now can I ask a, a goofy question on the subject? Is... And this may just be me because, cause, you know, I, I don't have much experience in actual reading a lot of the stories. So a lot of my stuff that I take is uh, people telling me these awesome stories. And, you know, my, my comic collection is, you know, decent, but I don't have a lot of series of books. Is Bishop the one tracking Nimrod? Like, no. Like, is no. this around when we get to meet Bishop as well? No, this was a this was an a late '80s story. Uh, Bishop, you know, was of course in the mid '90s, which is uh, Bishop is from a future is further down the road from Days of Future Past, where he's he's an enforcer of some sort that's chased. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. He had green hair and he had some sort of crystal armor. He appeared in the. Uh, uh, later 90s X-Men issues and Bishop is a good character um, but he's he's from that Days of Future Past timeline but further okay. in the future than Days of Future Past okay so so for some reason I thought he was like some kind of time cop that was chasing Nimrod but that, that okay cool now, continue Nimrod on with your story. So, sorry for the interruption. <laughs> now, and for those of you who don't know, Nimrod is, of course, a, a sentinel from the future. He was a... Uh, where the sentinels were like five, six-story tall robots, Nimrod was a uh, more advanced humanoid-sized version that could change shape. He can take uh, kind of a human form uh, so he can hide amongst... Humans, because his directive, he is actually very intelligent AI. Um, he doesn't harm regular humans because that's that's not his programming. He's just after mutants. And uh, after his first appearance, he actually lives with the guy he saved. I believe his name is Jamie something. It, it was an, it was an Hispanic uh, uh, character in the comics, and he moves in with him and his family, and then hunts mutants at the on the rooftop at night. Um, but, uh, relating to that storyline, that, that, that was his first appearance. He, he, he disintegrates the guy that was going to kill him and the necklace falls, uh, into the mud, uh, in the subway station and is assumedly still there. Um, well, uh, but then he comes back in, uh, Avengers volume three, number 30 is that next, uh, appearance that I know of, of Kulangoth. So that's that's all I wanted to nice. add is just a little uh, tie that up a little and also I did research I pulled out my old comics and found 
the Exiles issues I was talking about with uh, that take place in that storyline in an alternate universe was uh, Ex- Exiles uh, 55 through 57. It's a three-part story called Bump in the Night that where uh, the Ghost Rider Zarathos takes over uh, Kulangoth's rule and the uh, Exiles have to team up uh, with Kulangoth to uh, change it. And of course the Exiles, the team that uh, happens in this read is the Mimic, um, Blink, Morph, it, and I'm talking about Morph from the 90s X-Men cartoon. This was Really? A, yes. Sweet. This, Dude, was, a, this was a big thing about that book because the Exiles, uh, when it first came along, they pulled characters that had been dead in the Marvel 616 and used alternate versions of them to do this alternate version story. Uh, like Calvin Riken, uh, the Mimic, is an old X-Men guy who, who he has all the original X-Men's powers. Uh, Blink was a character that showed up in 616 but was killed in the uh, Phalanx, Phalanx Covenant crossover. Of course, Morph was never a comic character. Well, he was. I mean, they, they retconned him to be the guy. So Professor Xavier disappeared early in the comics to fight an alien invasion that nobody knew about. And uh, Morph, uh, the changeling, took his place. He, he's a guy that the X-Men fought really early on, like in the the, the double number, the di- double-digit issues. And he agreed to uh, atone for his crimes by uh, acting as Xavier. And he actually died defending the X-Men. I have that issue, by the way. It's a like a sev- early 60s issue. Or late sixties issue, and they based this character morph on on him when they did the uh, X Men cartoon. That of course uh, he died in the cartoon, and they brought him back for this series. And he's really funny. And, yes, uh, Mor- I, morph was amazing in the nineties cartoons. One of my favorites, and, and I was really sad when he when you know he he was gone. Uh, he was killed off, and. Uh, you know, he, he came back and wasn't the same. Yeah, like there's a, there's an issue here where Morph is fighting the Impossible Man. I mean, that encapsul that encapsulates Morph for you. Uh, I just really enjoyed the Exiles run of comics. If you have Marvel Unlimited, uh, I would completely recommend reading the entire run of Exiles. It was a really good book. That's awesome. Hey, what else have you got before we move into some questions we have? That that's uh that's all I have. I was about to ask you the question. I don't know. And, what is it? And, and and when I say have you seen it, uh, th- this is a, a movie that I already know you have seen it. I know many, many of our listeners have already seen it. But I was watching TV yesterday, and this came on, and we watched the original 1979 Ridley Scott Alien. And it, it's such a good movie. If you're any sci-fi fan of survival horror, Alien is such a good movie. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, John Hurt, Tom Skerritt, correct? Yes. I mean, great cast. Awesome movie. Uh, I, I know it's one of my favorites. I'm guessing it's one of your favorites, correct? Well, I, like I've said in the past, I'm not the biggest horror fan, uh, but Alien and Aliens, which we'll mention here in a minute, are both kind of unique in that perspective of, number one, I mean, it, it's just a great idea. Space alien horror is just something, whenever this movie had come out, and w- when did this movie come out? Was it in the... 1979. Uh, 79. Now, of course, we were both way yes. too young to see it at that time, but... I, I was not born yet. <laughs> in in our youth, we we did see this movie, and, and this is one of those unique things that come along. It's not just some slasher guy. It's not just some story about something horrible that happened. It's sci-fi. It's alien i mean alien is in you know not from this world not not the xenomorphs themselves correct but that first movie is just so good at you're all alone first of all you're in space you're alone to start with in space no one can hear you scream <laughs> and, and, and in space there are several 
million things that can kill you. Anything that goes wrong can kill you. And then there's something hunting you you can't find. And yes. And you can't escape it either. No. There's nowhere to go. You're on a ship. This movie was was so eff- and and I did see them in in sequential order. Oddly enough, you know, since yes. a couple of them came out before I was old enough to you know go to the movies and watch them. But Alien was just one of those experiences. It's a movie you had to experience, and I really do enjoy it. Looking back on it, I mean, it's Sigourney Weaver turns in a great performance. Everybody in there. Uh, really does great. I mean, you have character moments you remember from each of the actors. I mean, even though you don't remember their names, the uh, the mechanic, uh, the uh, uh, the other girl, uh, the redheaded girl, yes. uh, the cat. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, and uh, Frodo. I mean, Bilbo Baggins himself, Ian Holm is in it, yep. uh, and he's memorable. He's definitely memorable in that. Um, Tom Skerritt, of course, Sigourney Weaver. Tom Skerritt, incredible. Uh, he's Dallas. I remember that. And we we were discussing the merits of, of of the two movies and how they're completely different types of movies, even though they're one's a sequel to the other. The first Alien movie is just pure survival horror. You're the only one left, you know, and, and you got to get out. You and I just respect that movie for things I learned whenever I was older. Like, number one, um, the H.G. Geiger. Geiger. Yes. Uh, H.R. H.R. Geiger. Sorry. H.R. Geiger. <laughs> Not H.G. Yes. Wells. Um, no. The designs and everything, you know, more adult content is based on, on sexuality, of course. And the the alien and the, uh, 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 the face hugger and all that... All this this movie is basically predicated on male rape, and that is very you know for a guy that is a very unsettling thing. And then your heroine, your your hero is a female. You know this movie is so smart that it, it just it, it settles in behind your brain and it doesn't even hit you. You're just going, my God, this is. This is this is great. So it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Yeah, and it's a really well directed, really really well made movie. Uh, Ridley Scott. Yes. Moving on to, I know I know this is about Alien, but Alien Two. I, I can't have this discussion without aliens comparing and con- contrasting to Alien Two, James Cameron, and uh, it's an action movie. Straight up action flick, man, with some of the best lines. Ever. Oh, that's just great, man. That's just great. What are we going to do now, man? It's like game, game over, over, man. You're on a one-way elevator to hell. Bill Paxton, the only actor to be killed by an alien and a predator, besides maybe Lance Hendrickson. So. That's because Sean Bean wasn't available. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, uh, and, of course, aliens, you know, they, they, some, they mostly come at night. Mostly. Oh, my goodness. Such a good movie as well. I just wanted to throw that out there. I know it's a very old movie. I know most of anybody that listens to this has already seen it, but it was fresh on the brain, and I just got to love and respect that movie, and it's so good. So maybe you could give it a give it a viewing and watch it for old time's sake. Oh, but I, I am going to I'm going I'm going to ruin part of those movies for you. Like anytime there's medical equipment or or something uh, hanging down that looks like you pointed at somebody's face and examine, they used toy shockwave transformers. If you stop the movie and pause it, you could see shockwave the transformer in in three or four scenes that in, is in awesome. those movies. That actually makes it cooler, man. You didn't ruin nothing. All right. You actually enhanced it for me. Well, I've got a question. Have you seen the live-action Masters of the Universe movie? Absolutely, man. i seen it in theaters for my birthday. Me too. That guy from Top Gun, I couldn't stop seeing him. <laughs> but oh. uh, in the 80s, of course. Wildor. Yeah. In the, the 80s, in the 80s, of course, live-action was a, a thing we were attempting with our... Uh, comic and, and and cartoon properties, and it was attempted. Uh, this movie attempted. is nostalgia fun for people our age. I'm not going to recommend it as like a Gone with the Wind or even an Alien. <laughs> not no, not an Alien, but it is quite fun. I mean, it's Dolph Lundgren, uh, Franklin Jella, 
and uh, the the principal from uh, Back to the Future yelling at people as a cop, and right. it, it's pretty fun, you know, to see those guys on the screen. It actually is uh, a different take on the He-Man universe. There's different designs. There's some very cool designs uh, for what the uh, yeah. artists that worked on the movie tried to do. They didn't go, uh, you know, word for wait, word. Wait, wait, wait. One thing, if I may interrupt, you you forgot. Out of everybody on that screen, do you know who was the most? Who became the most famous out of everybody in that movie? Uh, you're talking about the guy that was on uh, Star Trek uh, Voyager, no. right? The second no. in command, Commander no. Paris. No. You're talking no. about Commander Paris. Oh, you no. mean Courtney Cox? <laughs> I'm talking about the female lead, Courtney Cox. That's right, and she was uber young in this movie. Yes, yes, she was. A little bit of time travel in this movie as well. Oh, my goodness. But very fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is fun. I, I would recommend, you know, somebody, if, if you got a spare Saturday or whatever, watch it just for the kicks of it. It is, it is funny. I, uh, I would say it's, it's fairly child-friendly. I mean, if, you know, 12 or under would probably be safe to view it. Uh, I know Jax will probably see it sooner or later. I I will definitely introduce him to that. Yeah, and I mean it's actually got really good. Like I was saying on the visuals, it's got really good visuals. There's a uh, point at which Skeletor gets uh, a massive surge of power and becomes like this godlike deity, and and uh, him and He Man are fighting, and it actually really looks good. Uh, like it, it came out, it was a movie, so I mean there's there's some high points to it. It's not just all crap, so. But there is crap wait, wait, in it. There's crap. There is crap. The, the fact that you bring that up, uh, it reminds me of a, a, a memory, and I don't even know if you know this. The, the summer after that movie came out, I lived in California, and I went to Universal Studios, and I got to watch a live reenactment of that battle scene between He-Man and Skeletor. Nice. Yes, very awesome memory from my childhood. But uh, I, when you brought that up, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember it getting super dark and they're doing the whole lightning everywhere and here it goes. But, yeah, I got to see Skeletor and He-Man fight in real life at Universal Studios. Well, the movie that came out during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they had a uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe float that had He-Man and Skeletor on it. Yep. Awesome, man. And, and He-Man's probably, you know, you know the way you are about Transformers. When I was younger, that He-Man was my thing. Like, I loved He-Man. I, I probably had all the He-Man toys, which have all now been sold for 50 cents a piece at yard sales. Okay. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> Let's um, move along now. We wanted to add a little something in here, and we wanted to say... Do not see it. <laughs> Do not watch these movies. You don't need to. And what it is is uh, movies that are connected in the uh, sci-fi and geek world. Too iconic stuff. That you don't technically need to watch this movie. Move on and watch the better stuff. Uh, and my first recommendation for this is the very first Star Trek movie. And... and and I will agree with that, and I'm going to jump along and just agree with you on this week's because I am not prepared, uh, as Illidan would say. And uh, I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you. There's no need to see Star Trek, the motion picture. Yeah, this this movie kind of exists in, in a moment in time where... Um, this is one of the first properties that moved from a television medium, of course, where it had three seasons and, and people just loved it and had fan writing uh, campaigns and this and that. And the studio took a risk and said, hey, you know, I th we think there's enough here to make money on. And just the technology at the time, the people that watched this movie uh, in the theater you know, it's just nothing but uh, starship porn for them. I mean, it's just the shot, the 15 minutes they take to show the in, the entire ship and fly around is is yeah. is meant for those people, and it did its thing back then. Nowadays, this movie is very, very long, very long. I don't know that I could sit through it. 
again. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I believe I tried one night. Uh, I had to stay up to transition to night shift for work, and it was when they were on Netflix, and I was like, I'm gonna try the first one. I had to stop it because I was falling asleep. I was like, no, 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 wrong movie, wrong movie. Change it, change it, change it. Well, you know, if you got an extra four hours, you know, three hours to watch the movie, then an hour to regret your decision, fine, go ahead, it's your time. Nobody's going to stop you. But um, you don't you don't need to see this movie. Skip to, skip to uh, Wrath of Khan and, and move on. Even watch the whale movie before this. Hey, four is awesome. <laughs> I liked four. Hello, computer. Hello, the nuclear vessels. Across the bay in Alameda. All right. Every time I hear it now, every time I hear it now, I'm always like, that's where Mythbusters does all their testing. In Alameda. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, speaking of Mythbusters, did you see that article that, uh, uh, what are the three? Well, no, no, you're talking about Tori. Uh, Yeah, Tori. Grant and uh, Carrie. Are all getting their own series on Netflix. Yes, yes, they're coming back. And, and really, they were the best part, you know, uh, of... I, I'm a huge Mythbusters fan. I've probably seen every single one of them multiple times. And, and I, I love those three. Great chemistry between those three. And I'm glad to see they're getting a series of their own, and I'll probably get to view it. It'll be awesome. Yeah, and one more thing I wanted to mention before we cut out. Uh, I am going to attempt to read... At, at, at some point in my past, I picked up the entire run of uh, Earth X Marvel Comics, where it's a whole different universe of how and where and what and why and who did what. And, like, it's a whole what-if menagerie of... of uh, basically, it was Marvel's response to mm. DC's A Kingdom Come. Now, the, all the covers were done by Alex Ross, which is great. All the interiors were done by a guy known as John Paul Leon. Now, it's a different kind. Normally, I don't like the kind of art he's doing here. Uh, but his take on it, I kind of I kind of can go for. Um, but it doesn't match the cover at all. I mean, you have to get over that. For, I'm one of those guys. If, if, the cover, if the cover art doesn't match the interior art, I'm kind of pissed. But yeah. this is okay, and I'm kind of interested because it's all an all-different take on all different heroes. And I'm going to try to tackle this and report back. I may only do the first the first series, which is the Earth X uh, 0 through 12, I believe. And then there are several more issues that I, I have of, like... Uh, Heralds X, Beast X, Universe X, all, all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to say I am going to attempt to try to give that a shot. That's awesome. I look forward to uh, hearing your review on that. Well, buddy, on, I, I think that's it. Yeah, I started to say on, on that note, let me just say you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find both of us on Not So Southern G's. Search Not So Southern Gentlemen on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, at Ricky Westbrook. You can find us on Facebook if you just search Not So Southern Gentleman. And that is all we have for this week. Hit us up. Just say hey. I would be tickled to death if somebody was to follow me on Twitter, and I'm like, who's this person? The next thing you know, I get a tweet saying, hey, just a listener of the show. Love it. And Or, I listened to the show. Not impressed. (laughs) Uh, either way, I enjoy doing this each week with you, Rick. And on that note, for Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. And I'm Ricky. Have a good one. For Frodo. Frodo.